Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Mayir Koton, Daf Tes Zion. Today's Daf is a geschmack along Daf that talks about what happens if someone, how do we order someone to come to Bezdin? What happens if he refuses to come? You're allowed to put him in Nidoy? Can one Bezdin annul another Bezdin's Nidoy? How long does a Nidoy or an Azifa last? Uh, the Gemara also at the end talks about the Lushan of Kushi, who is referred to as a Kushi, and the strengths of Tovanamalach, among some other really Gishmak stuff in the middle. But the Gemara begins with Rava asking, How do you know that you're allowed to order someone to Bezdin? We learn this from Vayishlach Moshe, Likre Ledosan Valaviram. He sent a Shliach. This is how you know that you're supposed to order a Shliach to order to Bezdin. And we know they're able to order some of the best. And in general, from Vayemi Moshe Al-Karach, Ato V'chol Adosicho. Moshe ordered, he, subpoenaed, I don't know the right word. He called them to court. Now we know you're supposed to invite them in front of someone very choshev, because the post says, Lefnei Hashem, doesn't get more choshev than that. We learn that you call him and whoever you're calling together, Ato V'heim, the Aharon from that Pasuk, we learn that you're supposed to give a specific time when they're supposed to show up to court from the Lashon of Machar. And we learn that you're supposed to give them a backup time in case that time doesn't work in, in their schedule. This is Karushim Pari Melch Mitzrayim, Shoin Moyid. Now we also learn that if this person is Mevazah, the Shliach Bezdin, that Shliach is allowed to report it, and that's not considered Lashon Harada because the Pasuk says, now we know that you're allowed to put someone in a shamta, which is a higher level of a, a excommunication, from the Lashon Oru Miroiz. That's the Pasuk and Shoiftim. And the last halacha we learn about calling someone to Bezdin is that we put him into a shamta, beshame someone really big. This we learn from the Pasuk of Omar Malach Hashem. Now, how do I know that you're allowed to put someone in Cherem? This is from the Pasuk of Oiru Arur. Cherem is a triple Nidoi. How do you know that you're allowed to eat and drink and go within Dalar Amos of a person who is in Nidoi? This is from the Pasuk of Yoshevaho. And the 12th Allah we learn is that we tell the entire Tzibor what exactly he did wrong. We know this from the Pasuk of Kilei Baul Ezra's Hashem. And Ula says that Baruch put Maroiz into Cherem with 400 shoifers. Who was this Maroiz character? So one, Mandomar says that he was a chosh of a person. Another one says that it was a mazel. The Pasuk says, The Malachim were fighting up there and Barak put this mazel of Maroiz into Cherem. Now how do you know that Bezdin has the right to be mafkir someone's nesachim? Nechosim, his stuff, his property. We have a pasuk in Ezra that tells us this: You're allowed to put his rechushim, his property, into cherem. Now, how do we know that Bezdin's allowed to do all these terrible things to a person who is refusing, not cooperating with Bezdin? Allowed to pull out his hair and him, beat him, and almost make his life miserable. What the pasuk says. In Nehemia, the Oriv Imam, the Akalalim, the Ake Mehem, I know him. It's struggling. You'll have to do whatever you want to them. Almost, essentially. This, they're really, really allowed to make his life Gehenim. I don't know, we're allowed to bind him up, we're allowed to tie him up. 
and you let it do a hard dafa. Another pasuk: Hein lomus, hein leshorushi, hein le leonish nechosim vela asurim. What is leshorushi? Well, this is hard dafa. Okay, this is nachama. What's hard dafa? Hard dafa is that you you like plow him down. So first you give him a thirty day nidoy. You follow that. As soon as his 30 days of Anidoy are over, you give him another one, and then right after that, the next 30 days, give him a cherum. Blast him. Rafunabay Devachina says you have to be a little nicer. You do it on a Monday, a Thursday, and a Monday. But this is only, he's only being nice for someone who doesn't show up. For someone who's Mevaze, the Shliach of Bezdin, that you put him into the Nidoy right away, and again, you blast him 30, 30, 30, until he finds himself in cherum. There was a butcher that disrespected Rav Tuvi Bar Masna. So Abai and Rava put him in a shamto, and then he came back and he was uh, he appeased the person who he, the Baldin, who he disrespected. So Abai said, wait, can we let him go now? The shamto lasts 30 days. So they asked Rav Idi Bar Ovin, you know anything, any halachas about this? And he says, well, I heard from Rav Avimi Omar Shmuel that the shoifer, the tut, that answers the person can also... Release him from this Isra, from the Shamta, from this Cherem. But that only applies to someone who doesn't show up. But for someone who's Mevazeh, the Shleach Bezdin, that Shamta lasts 30 days and he can't get out of it. Well, this seems to show us that Abaye holds that if one Bezdin puts someone into Cherem, another Bezdin can't let him go because it says that he has 30 days and he can't get out of this Cherem no matter what. If he was Mavaz at the time, the, the Shliach Bezdin. But why can't another Bezdin get him off the hook? See, Abaya holds that it has to be within this one Bezdin to let him go. What happens if the Bezdin that put him in, in Shamta dies? Yeah, maybe he could get three other Chavr together, make a new Bezdin, and free the Shamta. We learn, however, that if a Rav puts someone in Nidoy, if a Rav is put in Nidoy, then his Talmud is also put in Nidoy. But a Talmud in Nidoy does not include the Rav. If a city is in a Nidoy, so wherever, if he, his city puts him in a Nidoy, he can't just hop over to another city, the Nidoy follows him to another city. But if another city puts him in Cherem, then his own city is still okay. He's not a Nidoy in his personal city. He just, in that foreign country, that's where he's excommunicated. If a Nasi puts him in Cherem, then the entire Kla Israel is in Cherem, uh, is, is included in that Cherem. And he can't interact with anyone in Kla Israel, not just that Nasi. But if Kla Israel is excommunicated from this one person, then this one person is not Menuda to the Nasi. Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamaliel over there in that Bryce tells us that if you have three people who put someone in Cherem and one of them dies, you can't have someone else take his place to release that Nidoy. His chalek of the Nidoy is forever. Or if, as soon as, if, let's say, if he was put in there for 30 days, then after 30 days, he's still out. But we learn three things from this b'risa. You see that if a Fatama Chacham puts someone in Nidoy because he was personally offended, that's a good Nidoy. It works. Secondly, every one of the three Dayonim have to release their chalek in the Nidoy. And third, f- another Bezdin can't set the, this Bezdin's Nidoy free. Abayah says that Allah so we don't paskin like this, and another Bezdin can let a person free. And if Ashi to- told Amemar, 
Yeah, but we learned from Rav Ben Gamliel that if one of the Talmidim dies, his chilek of the, one of these Dayanim dies, his chilek of the Nidoi is not Mefer. No one else can cover that chilek. So Amemar says that's not what Rav Shemar Ben Gamliel meant. It meant that his chilek stands while he's dead until another Bezdin comes and is mounted that Nidoi. So at the end of the day, another Bezdin can cover for the first Bezdin's Nidoi and absolve it. Now, how long does a nidoi last? So, the Gemara tells us that a nidoi is not less than 30 days. A nizifa is not less than 7 days. There's no raya ledavar, but we have a zeichel ledavar from the Pasuk. In Bamidbar, we have a yorik yorak aloitikolim shivas yomim. So, over there, we see a nizifa is 7 days. That'll be the minimum. Now, we have a, we have a couple of stories to prove or disprove this point. Rechista tells us, that a nidoi is different than a nazifa, because a nazifa is seven days. Okay, so raya that a nazifa is seven days. Vaita, we have a raya. Bishman Bar Rebbe and Bar Kapara were learning, and they had a kasha. So Bishman Bar Kapara said, you know, for this kasha we need Rebbe. So Bar Kapara answer, uh, responded to Bishman, who's, who's, you know, saying, oh, we really need Rebbe here. He's like, well, Rebbe wouldn't be able to answer this. Now Bishman went back to his father, Rebbe, and Lefitumai, in conversation, mentioned Bar Kapara's comment about how Rebbe wouldn't be able to help us with this kasha. And that offended Rebbe. Now, Rebbe was sick, so Bar Kapara came to visit him. And uh, Rebbe said, uh, who, is, who is Bar Kapara? I have no idea who you are. Ooh, so Bar Kapara hopped that he was offended, and he took upon himself a nazifa of 30 days, not 7 days. So it seems like the minimum is not 7. There's another story where Rebbe made a gezerah that they shouldn't be learning Torah out in the streets. He says that the Pasuk says, And just like a yerech, a thigh is hidden, so too the Torah is supposed to be hidden. It's supposed to be concealed. In fact, Avne Nezer writes that it's not covered to write a, uh, a, a postcard with Torah on it because it's not in an envelope. It's not private. Although the Ruggah was famous, that people used to send him a postcard with a shayla on one side, and he would send back that same postcard with Mar Mekoymis for a tshuva on the second side. So we're not so machmer about this, and we, we mail svarim. Even though the post office might not be so, you know, machmer with the cover of a sefer. But anyway, this was Rebbe's gezera. Don't learn Torah berabim in the streets, in the shuk. Rebbe Chia went, and he was learning in the shuk with his nephews. So uh, when when... They heard about this, so they came to... Uh, when Rebbe heard, he was Makbid. So when Rebbe came to visit Rebbe, um, he said, uh, Get out of here. The kids recorded a Someone's calling you outside. You know? Okay. So he realized that he had offended Rebbe. And he accepted, again, a 30-day Nizuf. On the 30th day, Rebbe sent, Oh, you should come back, and you're welcome back into my house. But then he sent them a second message that don't come. Well, no, why did he change his mind in the middle? Well, because he thought Mixasayim Kekulai, and then he realized, no, Mixasayim is not Kekulai, and really has to finish this 30th day before he could come back from this Nizuf. Well, he ended up showing up on the 30th day. So he said, why are you here? He said, well, you told me to come. He said, yeah, but I also told you not to come. He said, well, I didn't receive that second letter. Rebbe said, okay, it's Minash Shemayim that you didn't receive the second one. It must be that you're supposed to be here. And he said, you know, once you, well, welcome back, but you know, why were you teaching Torah outdoors? I specifically told people not to learn Torah in the Shuk. 
So Rechia explained, he says, that the Pasuk says, Chochmois b'chutz toroina. So I was learning Chochmois, I was learning Torah outside. B'chutz. So Rebbe told him, no. If you would have learned this two, three times, you would have realized what this was talking about. That you learned it wrong. Chochmois b'chutz toroina is the way Rava learned it, is that anyone who learns Torah internally, people will recognize that that Torah externally. It's a vart. It's not a, a tzivoy. We're to learn it. We're to learn Torah. I the, the pasuk says loy that I didn't speak quietly. Mashmai should learn Torah publicly. That's talking about on a yoyme dekala when everyone joins together to hear the drasha. Now Rav Chia was learning outside, but what did he do with the pasuk of chamuke yerechayech, which sounds like it should be learned betzina. He said that that was talking about stock and gemilas chasodim. That should be done privately. But Mimon of Shach, you see from these stories that they were mekabalim themselves in a nezifa of 30 days, not 7 days. So the Gemara says that when you are put in cherem from a nasi, that's going to be 30 days. But standard nezifa is a 7-day maximum. Next, the Gemara says that the nizuf in Bavel is only 1 day. And it brings a story to this point. To this effect, there's a story with Shmuel Amar Ukva. Amar Ukva used to always be Malavesh Shmuel home, and one day he was lost in thought. And Shmuel was actually walking behind him. So when they got home, Shmuel made a comment like, oh, can I leave now? And he realized that he had offended him, and he accepted on himself a one-day Nizuf. So Bavel is a one-day Nizuf. There was a woman who was blocking the road and working with some grain and her legs were blocking, and this, this young Kamer Chacham walked by, and she didn't move, so he had to walk around. And he said, well, such a chutzbedega lady. So when she chapped that what just happened, that she was blocking the road, she went to her Nachman and said, do I need to, you know, put myself in a cherem? What do I need to do? So Rabbi Nachman said, well, did you hear him say that he put you into, into a shamta? And she said, no. He said, okay, so just take a one-day nizuf to, to ruminate on the misconduct. Now, Zutra Bar Tuvia was learning, uh, going through the Psukim in front of Rabbi Huda. When he got to the Psukim of Eile Divrei David Ho Achroinim, he said, Why? These are the latter words of David? What about where are the first words? Now, Rabbi Huda didn't answer. So again, he went back to this Psukim and he said, well, uh, the, the, the Dvarim Achroinim, what are the Dvarim Rishonim of David? So Rabbi Yehuda Chabz, that he keeps on asking the same question. He said, why do you keep asking the same question? Do you think that a guy of a rabbi wouldn't know this answer? So he realized that he had offended him by asking this question repeatedly. And he, again, took upon himself a one-day nizuf. So the Gemara says, okay, that's a raya to the nizuf. Now, Zutra Bartovia happens to be asking a really good question. What's the answer? What are the Dvar Mishonim that David Melech said that makes him say here that these are Dvar Machroinim? So the, the Gemara tells us that David Melech said, "Vaidaber David laHashem es divrei Hashira Hazoyis biyem hitzel Hashem oisoi mekaf kol oivav umekaf Shaul." David sang a shira when he got away from Shaul Melech, who was constantly chasing him down through his fit of melancholy. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu told David, "You're, sing, you're singing a shira when David, when, when now that Shaul fell, if you were born with Shaul's mazel and Shaul had your mazel." I would have wiped out many, many Davids, meaning you would not be able to withstand the challenges of Shaul's plot in life, his challenges. This is where the, where the Pasuk 
refers to this, Shigiyu in Lidovet Asher, Sarla Hashem, Kush Ben Yamini. Now, who is Kush? It was Shal. But why do we call him Kush? His name is Shal. No. Just like a Kushi has, stands out with his different colored skin, so to Shal stood out with his beautiful actions. Similarly, we have this by the Isha Hakushis, referring to Tipaira. Why do we call her Akushis? Just like Akushi stands out, so too Tipaira stood out with her beautiful Maisim. Tzitzkiyah was also referred to as Akushi because he also had beautiful Maisas that were outstanding. And Klyasol is also referred to Kushim. Just like Akushi stands out, so too the beautiful Maisim of Klyasol stands out. Now, Shmuel Banachmini asks, what, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, Neum David ben Yishayu, Neum HaGever, Hukam Ol? What is this Hukam Ol? That David HaMelech, he raised this all. This was when David HaMelech raised a banner of tshuva. And when he said, Amr al-Elikei Yisrael, Li, Dvar Tzori Yisrael, Moishel Adam Tzadik, Moishel Yeres Alekim, what was he saying over there? But who explains... The HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying to David, I rule over all mankind. But who, Kaviyacha, rules over me? That's Sadik. Because the, the Rabbani Shalom sets forth Gezeres. But Sadikim are able to be mevatal them. The Pasuk also says, So what are these Gibayim of David? It doesn't seem to be referring to people. What are these strong men of David? Number one, Yoshev Basheves, that he would sit on the floor. So whenever there's a big rav in town, he would sit on the on cushions. When he gave his drasha, but David Melch sat on the floor when he addressed the rabbonon. Secondly, the second gvuro was Tichak Muni. This is what the rabbonon was saying that he would set forth gezeras, but David Melch was able to be mavat of them. Third, he is called the Rosh Hasholishi. He was the head of the three avos. He walks before them in Olam Habal. The fourth is who Oidenu Ho'atseini. That when David Melech would learn Torah, his personality was that of a worm, a very idle, quiet personality. But when he went out to war, he was strong like wood. And fifthly, means that David Melech was able to shoot an arrow and kill 800 people. And he was a little... Distressed that it wouldn't kill another 200, 1,000 people with one arrow, but Abbasco came out and says, Yes, it's because of the hate of Uriah Hachiti that I detracted 200 killings from your single arrow shot. Fascinating. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for learning with me.